Greetings, 12s and Cardinals fans. It's time for a Locked On Podcast Network crossover Thursday. Seahawks and Cardinals getting together at Lumen Field. I'm Corbin Smith for Locked On Seahawks, joined by, joined by Bo Brock and Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. Great to see you guys again. I wish, at least from Seattle's perspective, that it was a little bit more optimistic going into this matchup, but you guys, the Cardinals, have been fantastic this year. Last week was a difficult one, but uh, sitting in first place in the NFC West near the top of the NFC as well. Feels like the tables have really turned compared to what this matchup looked like when these two teams got together a year ago. Yeah, I mean, when you lose Russell Wilson for any sort of period of time, you got Brett Favre earlier in the season. It's a little bit more difficult to win games with Geno Smith. I'm still more nervous about the Seahawks game and just in general. That roster is underperforming because their best player hasn't been on the field. I mean, you've seen that from the Cardinals the last couple of weeks. They got lucky against San Francisco and Colt McCoy threw a pretty much, uh, you know, shutout at the quarterback position that we saw the other side of a backup quarterback against Carolina. But all in all, the storyline for both organizations over the last better part of a month has been the absence of their QB one. And it's wild how the Cardinals have kind of adapted, went one and one. And then the Seahawks have, kind of cratered regardless of and and you know the the running back room and everything for seattle has been a mess in and of itself so you guys are probably doing the best you can i still still think they're the best one of the best under 500 teams in football with russell wilson coming back yeah that's been the biggest issue he looked like he wasn't close to being 100 percent ready to go last week against the packers and i, I kind of have taken the the game with a grain of salt just because russell has been atrocious at lambeau field even when he's been healthy it's like Superman's kryptonite. Lambeau Field, for whatever reason, he just has never played well there. He just doesn't play well against the Packers in general. So now another week of practice in, maybe some of the errant throws that he made against Green Bay. He was 20 for 40, and I'd say half those incompletions should have been completed passes, and he was just he was airmailing throws. He just didn't look comfortable in the pocket. The pass protection was atrocious on top of that. The run game was really the only thing that was working, and yet, in a weird way, Pete Carroll's been clamoring since the end of last season to run the ball more, and yet they keep not doing that, even with their running back situation being the way that it is. No Chris Carson coming back yet. They still feel they should be able to run the ball, and they have not been able to, or they just haven't been willing to. The new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, has seemed allergic to running the ball at times, which has been a weird mix with Pete Carroll, who has an affinity for the run game and has for his entire career. So that's really been the biggest issue for them. Russell Wilson's health, the offense in general has been awful, and it was supposed to be one of the best in the NFL. Not having your quarterback certainly hurts, but that's why they're 3-6 and six for the most part, is the offense hasn't come close to living up to expectations. Is there talk that they feel like they can bounce back from the horrific performance that Russ can knock the rust off and and get back to his Pro Bowl form that we're used to seeing? Or is there like are people hovering their hand above that panic button? Oh, it's been above the panic button for a few <laughs> weeks, and yeah. and the crazy thing this would be the other storyline going to this game. The defense has been one of the top five defenses in the NFL for the last month. They've mm. been stopping people. I mean. You hold Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to three points through the first three quarters at Lambeau, you would think 95% of the time you are going to win that game, especially when you have Russell Wilson quarterbacking on the other side. And yet they were losing 3 nothing because their offense was even more inept. 
last weekend. And so that's really what's made all of this so fascinating. And it goes back to the end of last year, even though they went 12 and four, they have not been able to have their offense and defense come together at the same time. If one's playing well, the other unit isn't. And, you know, it's scary because if they could actually get both sides coming together, this is a team that could win five or six games in a row. They have the talent to do it, uh, but they've got to prove it on the field. They keep saying that they're going to turn things around. I'm not as optimistic at this point they're going to be able to because they just keep finding ways to lose games. And eventually the frustrations start to get to you. You're seeing that with DK Metcalf. So if they can rattle off a couple games in a row, then maybe the mindset changes. But right now this just doesn't look like a very good football team, despite the fact they have the talent to be a very good team. Yeah, Alex Lancey, Brock locked on Cardinals. Corbin Smith locked on Seahawks. Crossover Thursday. Thank you to everybody making Crossover Thursday your first listen. It's free here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's pretty sweet. You got to listen to a couple live reads, but that's a lot better enough to pay for stuff. Um, it's kind of the same with the Cardinals, you know, but you look at the NFC West as a whole, and, you know, the storylines coming into this game, we'll talk about it here uh, briefly, like with the Seahawks and Pete Carroll, it looked to be the NFC version of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. There were a lot of comparisons where it's like Pete Carroll's an old dog. He's going to do things his way. And they win a lot of games. It was death taxes and 10 wins for the Seahawks. That's what it was for an extended period of time, pretty much up till, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, breaking his, breaking his finger earlier this season. And the, it was the antithesis for the Cardinals in recent history, where it's, can they find a head coach that's, you know, competent enough to lead an NFL organization and Cliff Kingsbury's kind of been on the rise and Pete Carroll's kind of falling out of favor. It seems like at least from the national perspective in Seattle with John Schneider, these guys, you know, kind of set in their ways and Russell Wilson, not necessarily being happy. Are you looking at the Cardinals? Like we are as a team that's on the rise, or do you see this as a team like last year that looked better in the beginning of the season than it did towards the tail end when they missed the playoffs? That's a really good question because as a, observer from another team in the division every game that I've watched the Cardinals this year they've looked really impressive with the exception of that Thursday night game against the Packers and I started to see some of the cracks that we saw that hurt them last year it does feel like the defense I don't know how much this has been on J.J. Watt being out and not having him anymore the the presence that he provides not just as a player but as a leader it has felt like the defense hasn't been quite the same the last three or four weeks for the Cardinals. They've still been solid, but not how they were playing the first month or so of the season. So that might be the only reason I could think of that, you know, maybe the Cardinals are going to have a much rougher second half. But this is a very talented football team. You're going to get Kyler Murray back potentially this week. If not this week, the next week, he's going to be back. So many weapons for him, an improved offensive line. So, I feel like right now the Cardinals are the most complete team in the division. The Rams look awful the last two weeks. So I expect they'll turn things around. There's too much talent not to. But this feels like this is the Cardinals division. Really the only thing that might hold them back is if that defense regresses in the second half. I think this offense is going to be a top five group no matter what with the weapons they have and Kyler Murray. Now, yeah, Bo, do you agree with that? Do you, do you agree with well, that? I want to I want to get your thoughts on exactly what he just said because we don't talk about the national perspective from somebody else's mouth a lot. We kind of generalize, but from what Corbin said before you move on, do you agree with what he said about the defense, or do you think that there's a better chance that they'll bounce back even without JJ Watt? No, I mean there's certainly been a regression game by game by game since JJ Watt's 
been out for the you know with the with the arm injury. I mean, you just say arm injury because his entire arm exploded in one half against the uh, Houston Texans, unfortunately. Uh, it, but the sky is not falling. I mean, this is still a defense that's been very good in getting off the field. It's been great on third down. It's been great on fourth down, with the exception really of the uh, the last game against the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers took advantage of their defense putting their offense in prime position and putting the Arizona Cardinals defense back against the wall. If the Arizona Cardinals can get back to doing things right, taking care of the football, winning, winning that turnover margin, uh, you know, I think that they should be fine. I think it's a good enough defense uh, to set up this offense, which with Kyler Murray in the lineup is one of the best in the league. So one last question for Corbin or one part of this discussion is, I mean, with Russell Wilson, obviously in the same discussion as Kyler Murray, a non-traditional size quarterback. We know that Russell's played through injuries a lot throughout his career. Maybe he came back a little too early this past week, but in your opinion, you know, at what point does Kyler Murray need to just get back in the lineup? Cardinals facing their bye week after Seattle. I mean, in just watching Russell Wilson, do you think that there's the Cardinals should do force the issue this week at Seattle or maybe just with how bad the Rams are and they're, you know, a game and a half back of them in the division, maybe the Cardinals try to ride it out one more week with a backup quarterback? Well, I think the Seahawks would love it if Kyler Murray decided to sit one more week. Although I will <laughs> say sure. this, Colt McCoy has been a thorn in the Seahawks side. He was on the Giants last year and the Giants came in and won at Lumen Field, a very low scoring game. So it wasn't really Colt McCoy that caused that loss. But the Seahawks always seem to struggle against teams that have Colt McCoy as the quarterback. So it's kind of become a running joke here in Seattle. Everybody saw the Cardinals and like, oh, God, Kyler Murray, stay healthy, which is just hilarious that somebody would say that. But, you know, uh, I think when you look at this from the perspective of Arizona, if he's really, really close and you deem, you know, tomorrow's practice and Friday's practice, you're like, you know what? He's 90% of the way there. I still think that this is an important game because the Seahawks, you know, if they win this one and they improve to four and six, right now they're only one and a half games out of a playoff spot somehow. I don't know how. This NFC is just weird, very top heavy. So if Seattle gets to four and six, they get that big win at home. That could be the kind of game that completely changes the trajectory of their season. And now you could be approaching week 17 when these two teams tangle again in Arizona. If the Seahawks get hot, suddenly the Cardinals might be in a position where they're trying to ward them off in the division. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, but I think this is still a very important game for both teams, especially for Seattle. They cannot afford another loss, but Arizona would want to send another message here. You know, you can squash Seattle's slim playoff hopes by beating them in this game. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to see whether they play him or not. I think if he's close to being healthy, you go for it. Sprained ankle is a little different than a surgically repaired finger on yeah. a quarterback's throwing hand. And Russell Wilson just didn't look super comfortable out there this weekend. We're going to get to some concerning matchups here in a moment, but this crossover special is brought to your way by Get Upside, an incredible app for everyone who buys gas. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents. 
per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's absolutely no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon back on your first tank. All right, second segment, Locked On Crossover Thursday. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Corbin Smith, at Corbin NFL on Twitter, Locked On Seahawks. A lot of fun, a lot of, dare I say, sexy matchups we're looking at going into Sunday's game. Listen, the Seahawks, their offense, I mean, how many teams in the NFL would swap their offense for the Seahawks offense without thinking about it? Like 12? 15 just for Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson, let alone the run game that is seemingly, you know, the movie, uh, but what the movie that I talk about rock star where it doesn't matter who the lead singer is, it's going to look okay. the same and there's going to be that same uh, amount of production. Um, and the Cardinals offense in their own right jumps off the page as well. I think that Bobby Wagner is still a problem. He will always be a problem and he will never get the credit that he's truly deserved. Fred Warner's already taken over the, the clippings because he got the new deal in San Francisco. For me, I don't worry about Jamal Adams anymore. I'm, I want more insight from you. But if you're looking at it, and, and we'll give ours in a second, what offensive players for the Cardinals are you most worried about going into Sunday? It's weird that I'm saying this with all the receivers that the Cardinals have, especially if DeAndre Hopkins is healthy enough to play this week. But James Conner really worries me going into this game. And Pete Carroll talked about it today. He's brought that physical presence to Arizona's offense that they didn't have in the run game. And he's been really a big surprise with how effective he's been on the perimeter and catching screens. And the Seahawks are the worst defense in the NFL at defending screens, particularly to running backs, week in, week out. That was the one thing the Packers did consistently on Sunday to move the ball, was tossing it out to the running backs either on swing routes or screens, and the Seahawks have not shown that they can consistently stop those plays. And so I worry about Arizona spreading out Seattle's defense, running the ball, between the tackles with Connor, and most importantly, getting the ball to him on screens, especially if they're going to be gearing up on these receivers that the Cardinals have, the bevy of them on the outside. I worry about that matchup, even with the talent that the Seahawks have at linebacker with Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. For whatever reason, defending screens has just been incredibly difficult for this team this year, and with all the other weapons they're going to have to worry about, that is the one area that really concerns me going into this game. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's Colt McCoy, I mean, that's the guy. He seems to be the screen master. He had a beautiful one to James, to James Conner against the 49ers, went for 40-plus yards and found the end zone. Uh, let's look at the offensive side. Alex mentioned the running back room. It's kind of been one in flux. You've been dealing with the injuries. Uh, the Cardinals' biggest weakness on defense is stopping the run. Is there somebody that they can put in the lineup? Is it Alex Collins that could maybe uh, give them fits and then set up that nice run-pass balance to maybe get a rusty Russ Wilson back on track. I think the Seahawks have the bodies in the backfield to be able to run the ball. They showed it against Green Bay, but the problem is that the Seahawks decided we're going to drop back to throw 48 out of 59 plays, even mm -hmm. though the Packers are daring us to run the ball. That's beside the point. Alex Collins has looked good. He's been dealing with a groin issue for a few weeks, so that's limited how much they've been able to play him. 
Travis Homer has been a pleasant surprise this year. Rashad Penny continues to be arguably the biggest bust in franchise history. He's He is approaching Dan McGuire level of wow. bustness for the Seahawks. And it, I hate saying that because I loved him at San Diego State. And I actually thought it was a good pick when they picked him because he was dynamic at the college level, has not been healthy, hasn't shown the burst. So that's been an issue. But the other running backs they have have been fine. The run blocking has been inefficient for most of the year, despite having Gabe Jackson added to the roster. Damian Lewis, that was supposed to be his strength. They just haven't held up very well in that regard. So as far as you know, concerning matchups from Seattle's offensive perspective, I, I'm most worried about those really athletic linebackers that the Cardinals have. Mm. The secondary worries me a bit too, even though the Seahawks have some really good receivers, obviously. But those players in the middle, the ability of Simmons and uh, – shoot, why am I not remembering his name? Zayvon Collins. Collins. Collins, yeah. I, for whatever reason, lost his name for, for some reason. But <laughs> those two, their athletic ability, the ability to cover against tight ends and uh, running backs, you can use them in the slot occasionally, guys that are true uh, gadget players, Swiss Army knives – Last time these teams played in Arizona, Russell Wilson threw a pick to Simmons. It was a spectacular play by him. I worry about those really athletic hybrid defenders causing problems, especially since Russell Wilson has been allergic to the middle of the field. I wonder if he might try to test that a little more in this game. And those two are going to make life difficult with their athletic ability and coverage and their ability to defend the run as well. Yeah, and it's interesting. When you look at the other side with you know the receivers that the Seahawks have very – very rarely do we like to bring up the Steve Kime could have flipped Josh Rosen for DK Metcalf situation instead of trading for Andy Isabella, but both of those guys will be on the field on Sunday. One will be sweating and running around, and the other one will probably be eating popcorn or <laughs> lollipops on the sideline. But when you look at what the cornerbacks have done, I think Bo would agree that they've been the surprise of the defense this year. You know what you're going to get from Buda Baker. Jalen Thompson is really coming into his own as the backup dancer for Buda Baker. They're, they're probably the best one-two punch safety-wise in the league, by all accounts, at least according to me. The corners have been great. Byron Murphy is officially a, a CB1. Marco Wilson has kind of shown, and Robert Offord have shown, that you know they can play at the NFL level. Um DK Metcalf scares me. Tyler Lockett scares me more. I, I don't know what, when he and Russell Wilson are in sync together, there is very rarely a quarterback wide receiver duo, especially in the red zone that just execute touchdown plays. And what we see, Tyler Lockett is a wizard inside that painted 10 yards. He gets open. There doesn't matter if it's a sideline or not. I think Tyler Lockett, but I don't know what um, worries you the most from the defense for the Cardinals, but it's mm -hmm. Tyler Lockett for me with his hookup with Russell Wilson, not necessarily DK Metcalf. I mean, I he's mean, traditionally it, just roasted the Arizona Cardinals. Luckily, yeah. uh, P3, Patty Patrick Peterson is no longer in the lineup and getting just terrorized by Tyler Lockett. He had that Rest. massive oh. Sunday night game in overtime. What do you go over 200 yards? He, he definitely had yeah. two tutties in that game, maybe three, but uh, yeah, he's just been a nightmare matchup for the Arizona Cardinals. His route running's incredible and in in the red zone am i wrong in thinking he's never had a red zone drop right isn't that some stat some crazy stat about tyler lockett uh, he i don't think he has had a red zone drop yet in, the, in his career he's had a couple absurd. drops this year but they haven't been in those situations it's absurd yeah. and then you know one last matchup that you know i look at the the seahawks and it's easy to say they've given up 29 sacks this season the arizona cardinals did not make any noise last weekend with the pass rush we talk about the absence of jj watt 
This has just got to be a game where Chandler Jones shows up. If he wants a contract with anybody worth any guaranteed money, this guy has to show some, like not even what he did in week one against the Tennessee Titans where he has five sacks. He just needs to be disruptive and he's going to have an opportunity. I would think Corbin against the Seattle's offensive line. Yeah, that would be the other matchup that really worries me because Dwayne Brown, father time has caught him this year. He has been really rough. Seven sacks allowed the second most by a tackle in the NFL. Only Eichenberg, the rookie for the Dolphins, has given up more. And, you know, sometimes you guys give up a lot of sacks, but overall they've been solid in pass protection. That has not applied to Dwayne Brown. He's just been he's been bad this year. I don't know what's going on. Um, maybe the holdout that he staged. I don't know. But they're probably going to be playing Jamarco Jones at left tackle because Brown is now nursing a hip strain. If he's not 100%, he's already been rough out there in the field. Jones actually looked okay on Sunday against the Packers once he checked in. But Jamarco Jones also has a history of getting roasted by Chandler Jones. It, is, <laughs> it has happened already a few years ago. So a lot of Seahawks fans are kind of bracing for that matchup. And then Brandon Shell on the right side has been – fine. He, he's an adequate starter. But yeah, if Chandler Jones is on his game and the Cardinals also have Marcus Golden rushing off the edge, uh, I feel like that is an advantage for the Cardinals going into this game. And poor Russell Wilson might be under duress early and often, just like he was last weekend at Lambeau. Alex Clancy Bobrock locked on Cardinals. Corbin Smith locked on Seahawks crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Podcast Network. Whatever you listen to, whether it be Locked On Seahawks, Locked On Cardinals, or crossover Thursday is your first listen. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Coming up next, keys to victory. Corbin's going to rip through his. Bo and I are going to rip through ours. What do the Cardinals have to do to get a victory and avoid dropping three out of four? And what do the Seahawks have to do to look like a pro football team after what they did last week with Russell Wilson coming off the shelf? Um, we'll get all that and more as we wrap up this edition of Locked On Crossover Thursday. But, Bo, you have something very important to talk about right now, and I want you to do it right now. Of course. Yeah, the action right that you can get in on this game, the action that everybody wants, it's the uh, it's a pick em now. It went from two and a half, the Arizona Cardinals, the favorites on the road against the Seahawks, to one to now a pick em. So you can take the Arizona Cardinals straight up. You can take the Seahawks straight up if you think the Cardinals are trending in the wrong direction and Russ will get back on track. Safest bet is using betonline.ag. It's back and better than ever. New web interface in the start of hoop season. It uh, it tipped a couple weeks ago. Props, the odds, the lines, they're all better than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Head over to the new updated desktop mobile website. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put in 100 bucks for your first deposit, get $50 free to help build your stack. All you have to do is use the promo code Locked On. one word, from hoops, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of these amazing offers. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, guys, let's talk keys to victory going into this game. Obviously, the Cardinals, you can say that this game is a pick em. The Cardinals should be heavily favored based on what we've seen from Seattle's offense, including with Russell Wilson last week. Uh, let's start with Alex here. Looking from the Cardinals' perspective, what do you think that they need to do on defense to get this win at Lumen Field and improve to nine and two? Get your mic off. Remind Chandler Jones that he's a pass rusher. <laughs> I, th I think that's I think that's where we start. I know it's being harsh. I mean, he just he just led the uh, he just broke the all time 
record for uh, sacks for the Arizona Cardinals two weeks ago or last week, two weeks ago. Um, you know, it's the pass rush because as the pass rush goes, the secondary goes because it's easier to cover for two seconds than it is for four. And it is easier to cover for four seconds than it is for six. And if you have Russell Wilson doing what Kyler Murray does behind the line of scrimmage, the Cardinals could get roasted with the secondary. Like Gerald Everett is somebody that worries me as well because I know that Russell Wilson loves his tight ends. Gerald Everett is a very underrated tight end across the landscape of the NFL. It's not his fault that, you know, he was behind Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and he had Jared Goff throwing him the ball for the first couple of years of his career. I'm worried that if the pass rush doesn't come to play, Seattle could put up a lot of points on this defense. Interesting. Well, from Seattle's perspective, my first key is just show up <laughs> because they didn't do that last weekend in Green Bay. You got to show up at home, ready to go. But in all seriousness, against this Cardinals defense, you know, everybody's going to point to Russell Wilson and say he's got to play much better. And yes, that's absolutely the case. But they have got to be able to, and there's going to be some listeners, Seahawk fans, they're going to be shaking their head because they hate Pete Ball. They, they hate the term establish the run, but the Seahawks need to establish the running game. The Cardinals' biggest issue on defense all year has been defending the run. And I feel like if they can get Alex Collins rolling, Travis Homers look good, Rashad Penny, could, could we see Rashad Penny do something of value? If it, you know, he has one or two good runs, that, that's a huge win for the Seahawks because he hasn't had one the entire season. But get the running game going, take advantage of the front seven, especially without J.J. Watt. You should be able to run the football on this football team. And if they can do that, the play action working off it, Russell Wilson with the receivers he has on the outside, your chances of being able to hit on a few big plays against the Cardinals defense that hasn't given up very many big pass plays this year, your chances go way up if that run game is there and you can use your play action passing game, your whole playbook opens up, everything feeds off the run, most, most definitely in this game. Not every game I feel that way, but this is one where I think the Seahawks have to be able to get that run game going, and they got to stick with it. You have a couple good carries, then don't throw the ball six times in a row. You need yeah. to run the football and get some carries, rack up those carries, wear down the Cardinals. They do that. I like their chances in this football game, but as they've shown the first nine games of the year, they haven't been able to do that, so it's a big if. Yeah, and uh, you know, just looking at the stats that the Arizona Cardinals should be able to win the turnover battle, which has been so important for them. They were third going into Week 10, and then they lost it to the Carolina Panthers. I'm looking at the Seahawks defense, which is good statistically, but they're not being opportunistic. They're, what, 25th overall as far as picks, not getting their hands on a lot of footballs in the defensive secondary. The Arizona Cardinals are having some success doing that, more of a team that's going to force fumbles and put it on the turf. Uh, been it, the ball has been bouncing their way, Corbin, more than any other team this season. I think they had recovered 14 of their 16 fumbles going into last week. It's just been really kind of lucky. It's been bouncing their way. But uh, if they can win the turnover battle, I think it's that simple. If they can put themselves in a position to put their offense in a spot to capitalize, that's just been kind of their calling card. They've been forcing turnovers, and then their offense finishes it off. And, and punches it in for six, seven points. I think that it, it's easier said than done, but you know we saw how bad this team, how pedestrian this team can look when they're on the wrong side of the turnover battle. Yeah, and Russell Wilson made some really bad decisions with the football in the second half that were ill-advised throws that you just don't see him make very often. So the Seahawks have to hope that 
that was a first game back. I've been out for a month, a couple brain farts. And if that's not the case, then they're going to be in trouble. Now, looking from a defensive perspective, if Kyler Murray plays, that changes my keys to the game significantly because I still worry about his ability to run the football and extend plays, just like Russell Wilson's been doing to teams for a decade. I worry about his ability to get outside and turn up and get some big plays in the run game and being able to extend plays. That would be my biggest key if he plays. And if he doesn't, and Colt McCoy is the quarterback, then it goes right back to what I said. It's crazy because you have all those stars on the outside, and yes, they, they concern me, but the running back situation, defending screens, defending running backs in the passing game, that has been the one thing, even with the Seahawks playing better defense the last four weeks, that has still been the area that teams have killed them. Alvin Kamara had over 100 receiving yards in the first half when they played in week seven. And then last week, the Packers, that was really their offense most of the game, was dumping it off to the running backs. And so that has been the Achilles heel for Seattle's defense, even with them playing better. You can't let the running backs dominate you out of the backfield, and you have to make the Cardinals one-dimensional. Force them to sling the ball down to fielded receivers. The corners and the safeties have been playing a lot better Play into that. If they can't run the ball, that gives your pass rushers more opportunities. So uh, it's crazy. I'm saying that's the biggest key, but that's just that's been their biggest problem. And teams have been trying to do that every week. I expect Cliff Kingsbury is going to be doing that too, trying to get the ball after his running back. Seattle has to be able to stop those plays when they have their opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you look at it like as we wrap this here on Crossover Thursday, like Seattle and Arizona is the weirdest one two matchup. In the NFC, just always weird in the NFC West. It's weirder than the other ones. Like <laughs> one game ended Stephen Hauschka's career on the field. <laughs> Stephen Hauschka was my favorite kicker in fantasy football. After that six-six <laughs> tie, and he missed forty-six field goals. Oh God! That don't ended his that career. Game. That was I aged it. about fifteen years in those four and a half hours or whatever. It was. I mean yeah. that that was the weirdest. But then you have the, one of the better. Like you have the Buda Baker pick ninety-six yards against DK Metcalf and he just gets on his horse and he looks back like that was supposed to be the pick six was supposed to be the play not the tackle like him him catching up like the anytime that the Cardinals regardless of how bad they were would go to Seattle and win under Bruce Arians and Carson Paul like it this whole relationship over the last decade has been weird and we're just probably in line for another weirdo game on Sunday. Kyler's probably going to play. I would think at this point, him and Colt McCoy both practiced on Wednesday. We'll see where they're trending towards the end of the week. But Russell Wilson, I feel like he got one mulligan and he's ready to roll. So this is going to be a lot closer, I think, than what the records indicate. This is the weird part of the year where good records fall and bad records rise. And this could be, this is just going to be a closer game, I think, than than what the records indicate at this point. I mean, Bo, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, no, I mean, Vegas agrees with you. It's a pick them, obviously. But what's kind of crazy to me is that they expect some a lot of points to be scored in this game. So, you know, are, are they thinking that Kyler Murray is going to come back? This defense is going to continue to go in the wrong direction? And, and I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it, it, the the total is 48, and that that's quite a bit of points. I mean, both teams in the 20s. So, it, they're not expecting probably Colt McCoy to go back there and light it up, even though Corbin yeah. told us the success that McCoy has against the Seahawks. 
He hasn't even played well, but it's his teams <laughs> yeah. always win when they play the Seahawks. I know. And, and if it is McCoy, I, we, there there is a blueprint to, to beat him, and it's a very simple one. Make him throw the ball down the field, and he's, he's showed that he's not capable of doing that. And he, he has a lot of his success before, you know, throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. And when defenses take that away, he's a below average quarterback and, and very beatable. So uh, we'll see how things kind of trend this week in practice. Can it be Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray said it comes down to him essentially on whether or not he's going to play. He said they asked him, you know, who's it come down to? And he says me. So Kyler Murray, you're going to get into the lineup come Sunday because it's going to make a big difference for this Arizona Cardinals team if they want to avoid dropping three of four against the team that, as we've just mentioned, you can throw the records out. Yeah, if the Seahawks find a way to win this game, I, I agree with Alex. I think this is going to be close. That being yeah. said, this has easily been the worst year of my career trying to peg how games are going to pan out. Last year, I picked all but three of the games correct, <laughs> and I was like riding on cloud nine. This year, I'm seven games under 500 with predictions, so I didn't even make a prediction last week. I'm not going to. <laughs> This week, so I just expect that it's going to be close. I do think Russell Wilson's going to play much better than he did last week, being back at home. I think the defense is still going to continue to play well. I think Kyler Murray plays in this game. I expect the Cardinals are going to make their fireworks happen. So I do think there will be a fair number of points. I don't know about 48, just because uh, the Seahawks scored zero last weekend. But that might mean <laughs> they are extremely overdue, too. Russell Wilson could go out and throw five or six touchdown passes. We know that he's capable of games like that. So we'll just have to see what happens. But Alex is right. This series has always been bizarre. We have weird games, weird plays, uh, strange injuries that happen when these two teams get together, the, the whole nine yards. It's it's bound to have a number of things happen that none of us thought were going to play out this weekend. That's just the way things work so we'll see how this game goes i'm looking forward i'm sure that bo and alex are both looking forward to it as well you'll want to make sure to check out both locked on seahawks and locked on cardinals on monday to hear our thoughts on how the game played out both sides hoping to get an nfc west victory thanks for listening in go hawks and go cardinals